Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 241. I don't have anything new game-wise or TV show-wise to talk about this time, so I guess I can update people again on what's up with me in Elder Scrolls Online in terms of what add-ons I'm using, because I'm using a few new ones, and I'll talk about some of the older ones I'm still using that I talked about before, because that at least gives you something to hear me talk about that is least a little bit new. And that's it for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So as I said, since I have nothing really new to talk about, I will talk about the add-ons I'm using for Elder Scrolls Online for PC. There aren't add-ons for consoles, so sorry for that. A lot of these, I I just can't imagine playing without them. Because most of them are very basic changes, but fairly important in terms of what they do. And I will just go through them in order that they're in my folder, which is alphabetical. Because that way, you know, it's the easiest to keep track of where I am. And to do an add-on, you just go to whatever add-on place uh, you're going to download it from. And then you install the folder into wherever the add-ons folder is in Elder Scrolls Online. Like for me, that's in Elder Scrolls Online, and then Live, and then Add-ons. And you just put it in there. And then... Whatever data it has in terms of your settings is stored somewhere else. So whenever there's an update, you just go ahead and delete the old folder and install the new version, and then you're good to go. Updates don't happen very often, though. I usually check about every two or three months whenever they do a really big patch. I'll check like a day or two after that. But it's usually not terribly often. I think in the time that I've used add-ons, I've only updated them twice And that was for, you know, the two big patches, one for Imperial City and one again for Orsinium. But the add-ons I use are Advanced Filters, which, again, is a super basic one. Really, all it does is in your inventory system, you sort of have buttons for main categories. But Advanced Filters adds on sort of a second layer for subcategories. Like the default UI has armor, and then you'll get all of your armor. But advanced filter adds the option for heavy armor, medium armor, light armor, and then like jewelry and shield, and I think costumes. So if you're looking for, say, you're going to switch like I do from sort of your questing armor to maybe DPS, and that's all in medium, and you know, you've got some jewelry. All you have to do is click the armor, click the medium, and then boom, it's all right there. It's very easy to find. Crafting stations is the next one that's a basic one again, but it's really kind of important. What this does is it puts a marker on all of your maps for all of the crafting stations. 
whether you've visited them or not. But the really important thing it does is when you sort of mouse over it on the map, it shows what set that crafting station will create. So again, that's really super important if you're trying to create a specific set and you don't always remember where it is. You can find it very quickly on the map. You're like, oh, I think it's in this zone. You just go to that zone, mouse over the crafting stations, boom, you find it super easy. The next one I got is actually a fairly new add-on. And again, it's one of those really simple ones that I think is really, really helpful. And that is FCO Craft Filter. And what that does is whatever you have banked, you can click a little icon, which is basically show all or don't show what's banked. And you're at a crafting station, and so you're like deconstructing stuff or upgrading stuff, and you don't want to see the stuff in your bank. You can just flip that switch to don't show me what's in my bank, and all that stuff disappears from your view. So it makes it really, really easy after you've done a bunch of stuff and you have like, you know, 20 things you want to deconstruct. You just have that filter set, and then you don't have to worry about seeing the stuff in your bank. Because, you know, the higher you get and the more extra sets you have sort of banked that you're not using, it becomes more and more and more cumbersome to go through all that every time. And that is set, I believe, for each crafting station, for each activity. So you could have a different setting for, say, blacksmithing with upgrading and with deconstructing. I believe those are set independently. And again, if you go to a different station that's not blacksmithing, say you have it set on deconstructing to not show the stuff in your bank, you go to, say, cloth, and then you could have that set, you know, the same or differently, and it will remember them independently. So that's very cool. Another FCO one I have is FCO Item Saver. This one is kind of overly complicated, in my opinion. I don't need a lot of the stuff it does. Like probably 90% of the stuff it allows you to sort of filter and control I don't use. But it really is, from what I've found, the best sort of item saving thing. What you do is you can right click on an item and then you can set it to several different numbers of sort of saved settings. And it's, like I said, kind of overwhelming at first. It's a lot of options. I would really prefer a lot fewer options, you know, because I only use about five different sets. Because I have one for each set. I have tanking and then DPS and then sort of a magic set, which is basically healing. And then I have one that's for just a generic lock that, you know, it's like something I want to save or like special components I don't want to get rid of. Like right now I'm doing food, and so I have some of the food items sort of flagged that I don't want to, you know, delete them. Because you'll get stuff like that all the time, and it's not pieces you need, like ingredients for food. There's a lot you don't actually need or use, you know, with whatever you are creating for yourself. So I like to flag the ones that I do use so I don't accidentally get rid of those. But then it's got a little icon in your inventory, and it's very easy to find the stuff you want to do. Like I said, I have tanking and DPS and magic, so it's very easy to go through and just anything with that certain icon for whatever role I'm doing at the time. I click, click, click on all those items with that particular icon, and there you go. I've got 
Uh, you know, as example, my tanking set on. So that's a really good one. I, I don't think it's quite as critical as some of the other ones, unless you are like me and you are running multiple sets of gear or you really do want to sort of filter out the stuff you want to save versus the stuff you don't necessarily care about. Like I've got a few sort of lucky items in my inventory, as I call them. One is a stuffed pony guar, and then another one is like a dice set. I think it's like tavern dice. There's like three kinds of dice sets in there. They don't actually do anything, but they have different names. And then I have one other lucky thing. Oh, it's like a, a lucky red squirrel foot, I think. Uh, in the lore, it's considered lucky to have that by the Khajiit people. So I thought, you know, I'd keep that because it was kind of funny. So I've got those items flagged as locked in my inventory and I always keep them with me. But I think somebody who doesn't really care about that kind of stuff or, you know, somebody who just has their one role and they don't really change gear, I don't think something like this would really be necessary. Another one I have that is brand new is, well, it's brand new to me. It's an older add-on, but it's new to me. And it's called Harvin's Trait and Style. And that's really kind of cool because what it does is when you mouse over an item in inventory, which is... Uh, something you wear, then it will show the particular style that that item is crafted in. So if you're like, oh, I really like the look of that thing. What is that look? Can I craft that kind of look? With this add-on, you can then, you know, mouse over it uh, in the inventory sort of area or, you know, click on it if somebody puts it in a link and then it will show, you know, that particular style. Another really important thing it does is when you look at an item, say in the store that you're looking at stuff to buy, if you're looking for stuff you need to research in terms of traits, then it will show that trait is either researched or researchable or researching, which is just really awesome. Because I had sort of this paper grid of all of the stuff I have researched and what I have researching and, you know, blank spaces for what I still need to research. This makes it really, really easy. I don't have to reference that sort of paper list when I go to a store, especially if it's something that we care about. Like, I don't really care about the staves because I'm just researching them because I can. I have researched restoration staff, you know, all the traits, but the other staffs I don't really care about. So it's like I don't have a list for them. But with this, you can just go in, go to a store, find a trait you need when there's an open research slot coming up and then boom, you know, you just pick it and you have your choice of whatever the little thing says you know or don't know. Makes it super easy, very good for crafters or people who really like to sort of tailor their style in terms of how they look uh, with the crafted gear. You know, then you can figure out, oh, I like that look, what is it? And, you know, you can note that and craft a thing in the future in that style. Another one I talked about that is kind of very important is lore books. And that marks the location of the books on your map. And like I said before, it's really, really, really important because that's really one of the only ways to level up your Mages Guild. And it's kind of really important to get up because it has one of the better ultimates for sort of DPS, heavy hitting, um, long timer kind of ultimates. So that's really important to get up, so that's a good one to grab. 
And again, it's kind of like Sky Shards. I felt like it would kind of spoil the game, and then it's just pointing to a spot in the map and saying, go here. But it really doesn't. I mean, you still need to look around for the item when you're close to the marker. So it is really cool for that. It doesn't quite spoil everything, you know. It does show you what you're missing, so... You know, you could walk right by something and miss it, and then you're like, oh, now I feel dumb because I walked right by it. Had I been paying more attention, I would have seen it. But two, you know, at the same time, if that does happen, you're like, oh, I totally missed that before. I'm glad I have this add-on. So that's a good add-on to get if you are into that and want to get your mages guild up, you know, sort of as quickly as possible. Or you're like me and you're sort of a completionist. You want to find all the things. That's a good one for that as well. Another one I have, which I guess is an older add-on, but one that I just recently picked up, is Lost Treasure. This is another one that I had been sort of making my own manual notes on. What Lost Treasure does is anytime you get a survey from a crafting writ or you get a treasure map, those are items you can click on, and it sort of gives you this really sketchy, hand-drawn drawing of where this thing is located. And the thing in question in both cases is a special sort of spawn or node just for you. So it's really important to go get it because it has lots of awesome stuff in it. And what Lost Treasure does is it will sort of give you that hand-drawn, vague drawing up in the corner. And you can move that around wherever you want. But it also puts some X's on the map. And then when you get close to them, you know, you can see the X up in the compass. So that makes it really, really easy to know sort of what general area it could be in with the treasures it can be anywhere from like two marks to i think the most i saw was about four marks so there are multiple locations and it is really really helpful because without it it's like well where is this thing and if it's a treasure map it's really just so vague it's like you know a couple of pictures of trees and like an x with an arrow it's like wow that's really vague So that's really helpful. And with the crafting writs, it's more of a convenience thing than anything else. Like I said, I had been doing sort of my own version of that note. So I'd take a screenshot of the vague map and then find it on the actual map and then take a screenshot of that. So pretty much the same thing, but saves me a lot of steps in that if I don't remember, I can just, you know, use this instead of going and tabbing out and looking at my notes and stuff. Another really important one, I think, people should have is Srendar, and that's spelled really oddly, S-R-E-N-D-A-R-R. And what this basically does is whenever you trigger an ability and it has sort of a cooldown buff or debuff attached to it, it will put a little icon with that and sort of count it down for you. Apparently none of these are completely accurate because they don't really packet sniff in terms of did the buff stick or did the buff not stick and Which target is it on? This kind of shows you just a general idea of you triggered this ability, now it should be counting down. Like a lot of times, charge will fail. And that is where you go, you know, from where you are to, you know, charge up to the monster in in terms of that kind of charge. I don't know how else to explain it. Quickly moving. But sometimes that will fail, and so you actually won't move anywhere. But this buff timer will still show, you know, you actually did charge and here's the timer for how long the benefit for that is running for. So it's not 100% accurate. None of them apparently are. But this is really, really important to know, you know, is that buff that that ability did still theoretically on me? 
How long do I have before I should do it again? And in terms of taunting, you can only apparently do three every 15 seconds or you run the risk of the monster sort of threat resetting and it could go wherever it cares to go. So that's again another important thing. You can trigger your taunt and then watch it and wait for it to go like halfway down and then trigger it again. Because sometimes you get into a battle frenzy and you start to sort of spam it really quickly and then it's like whoops I'm doing way too much. Because you know time passes very differently sort of in the heat of battle than sort of in a calmer, more uh, moderate slash calm fight. So it's very good to have, you know, something there that shows, you know, real-world time versus perceived time. And the last one I have, which I think is kind of really important, is called Sky Shards. And what this does is it puts a marker on your map for where the Sky Shards are, and then it puts it up in your compass when you get close to it. And the reason why this is really, really important is because every three sky shards you get, you get a skill point. And if you're like me and you're doing a lot of things, you need a lot of skill points. I'm burning up all of my skill points and there's not a whole lot I would like to do. But like now I'm getting into alchemy and so I'm kind of short on points. So if you're doing a lot of things, then it's always really important to have the most skill points you can get. So this is a good add-on. You can just add it on and then you can just find them as you're going through the map and be sure, oh, did I get all of them before moving on to the next area? Or if you're like me, you know, and you're a completionist, you want to get all the things, you know, you can go and see all the areas you've been to and double check that you didn't miss any. Because the hints for them in the achievement is just like really, really vague and really difficult to do. And by default, they don't show up on the map So it's very easy for you to do something like go up to a building, talk to the quest giver, and then leave that area. And you didn't even know there was like a sky shard on the other side of that wall. But with this add-on, you know, if you check every now and then, you'll be like, oh, wait, I was just there. Or, oh, wait, I'm going to go over there in a minute. You know, you can be sure to get them all. So that's all my add-ons I'm using. Hopefully this section wasn't too boring. You know, it was kind of long, but... I don't know, I think it's kind of important for people playing the game. They're very helpful add-ons. Some, like I said, are, you know, super important and add-on sort of basic functionality that should be there, that is not there, that is just really helpful. But hopefully you found it maybe useful or at least something to listen to. (laughs) And that's it. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. Ha ha ha. The following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Benjamin C. And another huge thank you to Sean R. Three cheers for donations. Hip hip. Arr, hip hip, arr, hip hip, arr.
So that's it for this podcast. It's coming out a little bit late, so sorry for that. Sort of reaching finals time for this quarter, so I've been kind of crazy and thinking about different things. And there's not really anything new in my life, so nothing really jumped out at me in terms of, you know, I want to really talk about this thing. Hopefully, maybe next time I can come up with things to talk about. I'll have a little bit more free time and brain space to think about stuff. I had a lot of extra stressful stuff come up last time, too, because of my car battery dying and worrying about that. Now that that's taken care of, I have a lot less things to worry about. And the same person that donated the battery also donated money, and I got a chance to pay for going to next quarter and take care of the overdue car insurance. And there's a little bit left for gas and washing my clothes, which is extremely overdue. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be enough to take care of all the clothes because I probably have like two or three washes I need to do at this point. And I only really have money for one, so it's kind of bad. But, you know, it gets all the important things I need washed, washed, and so that's that's good. And a school will be out for a few weeks, so it's not really critical. I have a ton of clothes to go through, but Anyways, so there's a lot less to worry about now than last week, so hopefully I can come up with something cool to talk about for next time. But that's all I can think of to talk about for this time. So hopefully I'll have something fun for next time. And I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2015 by Eric Stryker, a.k.a. Rabbit 